I would say almost 95% of products have pore cloggers in them. And it doesn't matter how expensive they are. Even La Mer can break you out because it has algae in it. And algae is, is pore clogging for a lot of people. So yeah, there's $5 products at CVS that won't break you out. But then there's $50, uh, you know, makeup from like, say, Mac that can break you out. So it really just comes down to ingredients, not price point. How do you feel about having sunshine finally? Finally. Oh, my God. It's like it's a game changer. It's an actual <laughs> game changer. Well, welcome yep. to the Outliers podcast. First and foremost, introduce yourself and whatever you feel like you want to add in there. Um, just how you got into this whole thing. I always say too, everyone's mess becomes their message. So I feel like you kind of go through something personal, you figure it out, and then that becomes what you help other people with. So I'd love to just kind of hear your backstory and how you got into skincare. Okay, that's like the best quote I've heard in a very, very, very long time. <laughs> your mess becomes your message. Yes. That's brilliant. Can't take credit. Can't take credit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so I got into skin because I am extremely acne prone. I struggled to like a devastating degree with my skin for well over 12 years. Um, had like cystic acne everywhere and Ugh. went through um, probably like a dozen different germs and doctors and did the whole pharmaceutical route. Was on antibiotics for years, spironolactone. Oh all of it, did Accutane three separate times and it still came right back. And um, I happened to have a biology background. I studied cellular biology, immunology, and genetics. Wow. So it was extremely frustrating to me when I'd go to my doctor appointments and I'd be like, hey, when I have this food, it seems to get worse. Or, um, you know, if I have alcohol, it seems to get worse. Like I would have like basic questions and they wouldn't answer them. They'd be like, well, there's no white paper on that. And it's all just hormones and which medication do you want to try again? I'm like, this is nonsense. So basically when I was 28, the third round of Accutane failed. I was like, well, I'm gonna have to figure this out myself. So I left the corporate world and went to esthetician school at night because that was the only way to learn about the skin. Wow. And, um, while I was there, I saw that treating acne was the medical profession I'd always wanted, but had I didn't know it existed. Like it never even occurred to me to become an esthetician. Yeah. So um, I shadowed and interned under some of the bigger, more established estheticians in San Diego. I learned a ton, worked with lasers, worked with chemical peels, microneedling. I worked with every modality out there, which was the best thing I could have done. Like the last thing you want to do is go start your own shop immediately after getting into a new career. Right. Um, so I, I, I didn't, I was literally, I went from a six figure corporate job to like working for people for free and taking out their trash and cleaning up their, like literally it was such a so humbling. 180. Yeah. Very humbling and a 180. And it gave me the, inf the foundational information I needed. So about a year and a half after that, I started San Diego Acne Clinic. And as the name suggests, that's all I do. I don't even know how to curl my own hair. I don't know how to do eyebrows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything except treat acne. And we're the inverse of a dermatologist. So we, you know, and I, no shade on derms or doctors at right. all. Our medical system handcuffs them to a prescription-based model and that's it. They only have, you know, once you get in that appointment, you have like a 12-minute timer for them to match you with the right prescription and that's all most of them are able to do. Yeah. So um, 
I knew my my process had to be the exact opposite of that. So people come in, we spend about 90 minutes, we go over, I have them bring everything they're using, including oh, their vitamins. Brilliant. We go, over, uh-huh, we go over the ingredients line by line, the dosages of their vitamins when they're eating certain things, um, what birth control they're on, all of it. And um, created a process that's extremely effective. It's, you know, like a 98% success rate. And um, when I know someone has, yeah, right, especially for acne and um, took that knowledge and applied it to ClearStem. And ClearStem started because I have a lot of, uh, like every ethnicity you can imagine um, has come through my door. Like I have a lot of clients that are Latina, Filipina, Indian, and their skin scars so easily. Mm. You can't do aggressive skin treatments on them because that alone could scar them. It's called hyperpigmenting. So okay, uh, yeah. So like, for example, um, uh, if Kaylee, Kaylee, my business partner, she's really fair. So when she came in to get her skin treated, which is how I met her. Oh, cool. I was, yeah, I was able to fix her skin and then do a, a couple of really aggressive chemical peels on her to get rid of the scars. But for darker skin clients, you can't do that. Even with your skin, you could scar very, very easily. So probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started formulating a scar reversing a stem cell serum, and that became a total success. Um, it got put on Amazon. It blew up there. And Kaylee became my my co-founder in this because I was working with her and she was just like, let me this on social. Let me share about it in my blog. Like people need to know about all this education. And that's how ClearStem was born. That's amazing. And it truly everything in your journey led up to that perfectly. Even your biology degree, you probably were like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever use this, but I feel like it just having that knowledge and basis going into something like skincare is, I mean, it's a microbiome, right? Like <laughs> that's what the skin is. And, and just the, the chemistry behind it and everything like that. Um, and just so cool that that's how you met your co-founder. Amazing. Yeah. The universe definitely lined a lot of things up pretty perfectly for us. And it's, it's really cool to look back on. Yeah. And I, I love your approach to, it, it almost sounds like when you go to a naturopath or something where it's that first appointment isn't just like five minutes. It's like bring in everything that you're using. Let's talk about your lifestyle. Let's talk about everything because it is such a interconnected process, um, which leads me to kind of my first question. And I'm sure you get this all the time. But for me personally, I've struggled with acne myself and I've noticed it really picks up if I'm dealing with gut dysbiosis or hormone issues. Like when I went off birth control, my skin just changed completely. So how much of it do you think if you could allocate percentage-wise, is internal versus external topical care? Oh, I love that question. So it's going to be a little different for everyone. Mm, yeah, I would say that it's about, I would say 60% internal, maybe a little more, 60 to 70% internal, and 30 to 40% external. So they're both wow. really important. And yeah. internal can mean a lot of different things. Normally, there is either a gut issue, like say leaky gut, Mm. Um, or a lot of inflammation in the gut from, um, it, from a million different things. I mean, it could right. be candida, it could be mold, it could be um, a parasite, it could be a lot of different things. Or there's just straight up digestive issue, like you're not breaking down all your protein, for example, which is actually extremely common. Wait, and we- Western medicine doesn't test for that, like at all. Wow. Yeah. I eat a lot of protein. Take digestive enzymes. Like, I still it's, do, but they're I the think- best. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. The protein piece, because we're all just fed, eat as much protein as possible, like keeps you satiated <laughs> and all that. But it is the hardest thing to break down and it's so energy expensive. So that's interesting. 
It is. And people, you know, just sitting down and being mindful and chewing your food is huge, especially mm. if you're going to be eating meat. Like try to play a game where you chew your food until it's liquid. Just see how long it takes you just so you yes. can recalibrate how much the ideal amount of chewing time is. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. And I am shocked that it's I mean, you said like maybe 60, 40. I was expecting maybe like 90, 10. But wow, I, I didn't realize the topical played such a role. Absolutely. So top so the topical part of acne is um, there's a couple things there. So when you have the acne gene, you're genetically prone, you have something usually called hyperkeratosis or retention mm. hyperkeratosis. So we produce more keratin protein than other people who just don't break out. So our pores get clogged a little more easily um, yeah. and our skin, like the process of it, of its natural shedding, its, its desquamation process can be a little a little sluggish. Our pores just get clogged more easily because of extra keratin protein. So we need a little bit more and more consistent exfoliation than other folks just to stay clear and happy. But then there's a ton of pore clogging ingredients that almost every company uses. And it's things that you'll, you would never know to look for like ethyl hexyl palmitate and isopropyl myristate and satirith 20 and a whole host of other ones. So wow. the topical part, and you know, as women were wearing, how many products do you wear? Like if you had to count Disgusting them, at least four, ones. right? At oh, least four. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have makeup, we have lotion, we have sunscreen, we have other makeup, we have a mask. Right. Like, we have layers. <laughs> layers. And it's almost 90%, nine, I would say almost 95% of products have pore cloggers in them. And it doesn't matter how expensive they are. Even La Mer can break you out because it has algae in it and algae is, is pore clogging for a lot of people. So yeah, there's $5 products at CVS that won't break you out, but then there's $50 uh, you know, makeup from like, say, Mac that can break you out. So it really just comes down to ingredients, not price point. But that said, almost everyone has some sort of pore clogger that mm -hmm. is breaking them out topically. And no matter what you're doing internally, you'll still break out from that. Wow, that's so interesting. It's funny. Have you heard of EWG.org? Oh, oh, yeah, we're very familiar. Okay, I figured. Um, but this morning, I was looking at my Tarte foundation on there. And it was like a nine out of 10. Not great. What, um, which one was it? The face tape one. Face tape. Okay. And yeah, the I, yeah, well, they're like, oh, vegan, everything like that. Cruelty free, which doesn't mean anything in terms of our skin, right? It means but, nothing. Right. It means nothing. Um, but it's expensive. So I'm like, maybe it's better for my skin. And then I looked at my Milani that I had to buy on a road trip at a CVS and it was like a two out of 10. And I was like, oh, so this is less toxic to my skin. Interesting probably sells pore cloggers. But on that topic, I know you mentioned a few core pl core cloggers. Do you ever mix that up? I feel like I always say that. Core cloggers? Uh, pore clogging, yeah. Actually, yes. when I when I say it into Siri, she types the word pork like P O R K <laughs> and then logging. <laughs> pork logging. Pork um, logging. Oh wait, that actually is kind of funny. Um yeah, so in terms of pore clogging ingredients, I know you mentioned some um are those the most common ones or are there other ones that people can look out for that they can pronounce? Yeah. Those, <laughs> and it, the thing is you don't need to pronounce them. You just mm -hmm. need to double, um, double check using our ingredient checker on the website. You copy and paste mm. the ingredient to whatever your, the ingredient deck 
the full deck. Okay. Po- copy and paste that into the checker and it will tell you in red if there's a pork clogger. You don't need to learn how to pronounce them. You that, have that on your website? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's critical. We had to develop that because people would still break out if they were still using like a make because we don't make makeup. What if they're using a makeup mm. that has pork cloggers and they're blaming their breakouts on our skincare? It's like, no, oh, you have oh. to check all of your other products. So we knew we needed to make that for people. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's it's insane. But those ones that I mentioned are the most common. Ethyl hexyl palmitate is almost in it's in all the makeups from mm. drugstore to um, to even like cleaner and more expensive. So that's really common. And then there's other one. There's like a list of a hundred of them. But the ones that I mentioned, ethyl hexyl palmitate, isopropyl myristate, satyrus twenty. You're gonna see those everywhere. And then there's natural ones too. So natural and clean and organic. Those also don't mean anything in terms of acne. I know. I know. They all have coconut oil. And yes. coconut oil makes me break out really coconut bad. Coconut oil is the most <laughs> pore clogging oil out there. It's so it's a wax at room temperature. That's how thick it is. It's so much thicker than your natural oil. Ooh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I have so many questions coming up. But um I, I think you brought up a good point as well when you said, you know, people break out and they think, Oh, maybe it's my new skincare regimen when it's not. The I think the scientific method becomes important at this point too, where it's like it doesn't mean it's that thing inherently. It could also be that the ingredients in your skincare products are reacting with the makeup you wear or things like that. What are some makeup brands that you trust and you wear? So I love the brand Priya, P-R-I-I-A. It's an acne safe mineral makeup and a lot of estheticians and acne specialists actually like carry that in their clinics. So that line, um, I love their loose powder and their concealer. It's fantastic. Then there's some other makeups, like just random one-offs that as of today are acne safe, but they could reformulate. You never know. Companies reformulate a lot. So the Armani Luminous Silk is fine. Believe it or not, L'Oreal Infallible Liquid is totally fine. Really? I'm not saying they're fine for like toxicity. I'm right. saying they're fine they have for some fragrance. They smell too good. <laughs> yeah, so does everything else. I know. Um, but for pore clogging, I mean, that's what I try to solve for because something can be clean and non-toxic all day long, but if it breaks you out, right. who gives a shit, right? Right. So, I don't want yeah. to I'm sorry. <laughs> We're all going to die of something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Priya is the best. And then Armani Luminous Silk is a good liquid one that everyone likes. If you're in a pinch, like say you're listening to this and you've checked your makeup and it has pore cluggers, you need something immediately, L'Oreal Infallible at okay, the drugstore great. you can find your shade and then there's also one um l'oreal age rewind serum one i actually do like that one mm-hmm. and um then there's some other ones too the tart amazonian clay liquid is a really good full coverage one and then there's the uh, what what's the other one um charlotte tilbury the airbrush flawless foundation that's a full coverage one too that's pretty pretty great okay i'm like literally going to go back after this when I'm editing and write all of these down because yeah, that's, that's wonderful knowledge. And just back on the topic of acne really quick, people post acne maps. Sometimes I've noticed, do you know if those have any accuracy? Like, you know, if you're breaking out in your forehead, this means X, Y, Z. Is that a thing or is it just, I don't know. I what love that thoughts? question. I love that question. So generally, in general, I believe they are so incomplete that they are then inaccurate. That's not to say they're not useful and don't have some tidbits. Say mm-hmm. you're breaking out. Um, and the reason I think they're so incomplete is because it doesn't factor in anything external. Totally. 
and external is a huge portion of what your skin looks like. So if you're breaking out, here's a good rule of thumb. If you're breaking out all over forehead, cheeks, chin, if you're breaking out all over, that's something that's going all over your face generally. If your forehead is clear, but your jaw is breaking out, that that's more hormonal and could be caused even by vitamins, but we'll get to that. If you're Mm -hmm. breaking out just around your chin, that's most likely dairy Mm. or excessive vitamin D. Um, so there's a lot that the face maps don't address. So that's why I think it's misleading to for people to rely on them. It's just so incomplete. Yeah, yeah. The whole picture isn't there. Um, and then another thing. So this has been a hot topic in the diet space. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the carnivore diet and carnivore MD and Paul Saladino. Have you looked into that at all? I know a lot of people that have cycled on and off the carnivore diet. Okay. And I'm I'm sure you've heard the buzz about seed oils. Yes. Seed oils are inflammatory. We know that. Yes. So my question to you is, I have been down a rabbit hole of researching skincare products because it's my new obsession. And almost all of them have seed oils. And they're less pore clogging than coconut oil, obviously. Like I I actually am friends with an esthetician. She she uses um, grapeseed oil as lotion, which is less pore clogging and I've used it before and I don't get like bumps or acne um, or uh, clogged pores but the whole thing about it oxidizing in the sun what are your thoughts on that okay so that's if you use the tensile so seed oil are inflammatory when you eat them. They have a totally mm. different effect inside the body than outside. And that's true for everything because you can eat coconut oil and right. it's you know, not going to necessarily break Make you out. Make pimples inside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so what happens inside the body after the digestive process is wildly different than what happens outside the body where there is no digestive process. So mm. oxidizing in the sun, I mean, a lot of stuff oxidizes in the sun. So does vitamin C. That comes down to the quantity and the percentage of the formula that some thing is. Mm. So if you're very few people are putting on pure grapeseed oil and then going out about in their day, usually it's like a massage oil or a body oil and it absorbs into the skin pretty nicely. And then you're, Mm. you're pretty much good to go. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think there's bigger concerns. Okay. Like, uh, like avoiding pore clogging ingredients, mm, making sure yeah. your exfoliation is dialed in, and then watching for um, certain vitamins in excess can spike testosterone, mm. and those will cause hormonal acne. For example, spirulina. Spirulina is in everything. It's in like every green powder. It's in all the green juices. And usually you it's part of a blend, and you don't know how much is in there. But a small amount of spirulina can have like a thousand percent of your B12, a thousand percent of your daily recommended value of B12. Why does that matter? B12 spikes testosterone in most people and can cause hormonal acne. Whoa. I have no idea. Yeah. There's bigger, I think there's really big things for people to focus on and and vitamins is the the secret thing that keeps breaking everybody out. And I went through this recently. I, I changed up my morning routine and started doing a different workout. And by that workout place, there's a juice place and started getting um, the green juice that they have there. And I should have known to look at the green mix that they were putting in. Because Mm -hmm. when I started doing that every day, like five days a week, instead of just sporadically, like I used to, I started to break out a lot. And my forehead was just like going nuts. And normally it doesn't. And I was like, what the F is going on? So I backtracked, look at everything I was doing. That was the only thing I had changed. So I had them show me the ingredients to the green powder that they were adding. And sure mm. enough, it was a ton of B12 
Wow. I didn't know spirulina had B12. I thought it was iodine that broke people out, but I didn't know B12 increased testosterone. It can. Yeah. Same thing, same thing with vitamin D. I mean, it's wow. not like a guarantee for everyone in the exact same method, but it's pretty, it's pretty damn common and predictable. So That's vegans um, don't get their B12 from meat sources. So they tend to rely on spirulina. Mm. And I see a lot of acne from my vegan patients because of their spirulina. That's so funny. I've been using it for a few months now. Terrible acne around like my chin and stuff. Mm. Makes so much every morning in my smoothie, put a little scoop in there. Wow, that's that's really helpful. I was always like, oh, thyroid, iodine. But I do think supplements and vitamins can be such a trigger of acne, especially biotin, right? Biotin's huge for acne. Biotin doesn't break you out by messing with your hormones necessarily. It, it speeds up the keratinization process. So that hyperkeratosis, that extra keratin protein, mm. it makes you produce even more of it. That's why it makes your hair and skin, your uh, skin and nails grow. But your actual skin also produces a ton of keratin. So when people who are acne prone have biotin, they and it's in a dosage above, say, 300% RDB. Which and when is you're, most supplements. Which is most like thousands of percentage. <laughs> Correct. I do have a little collagen shot that I actually really like, and it has only 100% of biotin, oh. which is fine. That's a normal amount. It's not very normal. Out. Yeah, yeah, but if you go and you take a hair, skin, and nails gummy or like Nutrafol or anything for anything for hair growth, really, it's going to have an obscene amount of biotin, and that's yeah. where the problem starts. Mm, interesting. Okay, that's super helpful. And then one more question around just like certain hot topics: beef tallow. Have you heard <laughs> of people putting that on their skin? I have heard of it. I have not tried it myself my gut instinct says no just because of how thick it is in relation to your natural oil mm. and i'm just i'm not um i'm done donating my body to science in that yeah. regard <laughs> like i'm done being the guinea pig for this yeah like i'm i i, I don't think you need to and there's always going to be some random new thing to try i know for some people that have like um, psoriasis or eczema and who are not acne prone i think tallow has been helpful for some of those people but i don't recommend that for anyone who's acne prone yeah, I did it for a little bit. And at first I was like, glowing skin? Oh my goodness, who is she? And then I started getting a lot of texture and bumps. Mm. And um, that leads me to my next question. I think people have been talking about um, bacterial versus fungal acne. And I didn't know there was a difference. Do you think most acne is bacterial? Or do you most, think it's even? It's not even. Um, fungal acne is actually a lot rarer than people think and it looks a lot different than other acne it's almost like unextractable like mm -hmm. textured textured whitish bumps and they're very hard to extract like you, you can't really yeah um, that's the big difference and it, I just don't see it that often to be honest it, bacteria is a side effect it's a symptom of a clogged pore it's a symptom of the pore that can't release everything that's inside of it because it's been clogged mm -hmm. and bacteria are feeding on like the oil and the skin protein underneath the skin okay. so treating acne just from a bacterial standpoint is treating a symptom not the root cause yeah okay great and your product specifically so if someone is coming to you acne prone and they go to Clear Stem's website. What, I guess, three products, let's say, or maybe four, would you recommend someone tries? Oh, first things first. If you are struggling with a breakout, you need to know what's causing the problem. So definitely take our skin quiz. It'll ask you about your vitamins and other things like that. But 
you want to find and then check your current regimen, like check your lotion, your sunscreen, check all of that for pore cloggers. If you find that your sunscreen and your moisturizer have pore clogging ingredients, you know, you need to switch those out for our versions of it. So we have uh, it's called your sunshine. It's like a high, high zinc mineral SPF that doubles mm. as a primer. And then our moisturizer hydroglow, which everybody is obsessed with for a good reason. So you switch out for those because, you know, you have to eliminate the problem. Yes. before you just start changing things right and then and then the other thing let's see here four products i would definitely do our clarity serum it's the yellow bottle it has a blend of mandelic acid and vitamin c and turmeric mm. so it's going to mm. help unclog the pores and yeah. brighten the skin and you see a difference like every time you use it like you use it at night you wake up you can tell that your skin has wow. improved yeah. Um, and one little pro tip here, whenever you're using an alpha hydroxy acid like mandelic, for example, you have to put it on bare skin and leave it alone for 10 minutes. Anytime you're working mm. with an acid, it you, what, anytime you put something on after it, it immediately neutralizes it. So you have to give it a little window to do its work. Mm, interesting. Instead of putting the moisturizer on right after. Exactly. Mm. And that's a huge thing that people often overlook or they don't get educated on it properly from their esthetician. And it, that's the, the difference between it working and not working. Yeah. So clarity is extremely powerful. And then our mind, body, skin, um, hormonal acne supplement is meant to help regulate testosterone surges, mm. help the liver, help digestion. It has vitamin A in it, which helps the natural, um, the, your natural exfoliation process, if you will. And then it also has 5-HTP for stress and PMS because nice. stress is a huge trigger of acne. So we wanted to address it too. Awesome. That's so helpful. I was using face reality products for a long time. Um, and the Mendelic serum, is that similar in a way? Some, some items are similar. We don't rely on benzoyl peroxide. Mm. That line does tend to rely on benzoyl peroxide, which yeah. is it has its time and place. It's just, in my opinion, it causes a lot of accelerated aging if you rely on it. So that's it why we don't. It dried me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And when you dry your skin out, you get UV damage faster and you age faster. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but they do have some great products. I um, actually have face reality in my skincare clinic and it's a good option. For, I put, I put teenagers on it. Oh, okay. It's a little it, yeah. stronger, a little more drying, a little it more is. like traditional acne, whereas clear stem is anti-aging meets mm. anti-acne, meets non-toxic. Yeah. It sounds a little more supple and holistic as opposed to like kind of just drying it out as fast as you can to kind of like get the problem under control. Yes. But if sense? you say you have like a, you know, say your little brother is like 16, he barely yeah. even wants to wash his face and just needs like if he's going to do a few steps a week, they need to be really strong. That's when I use face reality. Okay. And what about alcohols? Depends on the type of alcohol. All mm. alcohols are pretty different. There's some fatty alcohols like satiral alcohol, which is fine. Okay. And and then there's um, other alcohols, which if it's in like a like a toner or something or something that's meant to be a little bit exfoliating, um, it's it's fine. I don't have a huge issue with alcohol. I just wouldn't put mm -hmm. it anywhere. I wouldn't have it in like I wouldn't have a drying one in my eye cream, for example. Okay. Yeah. And then exfoliation, like chemical exfoliants, using like a mandelic serum every single day, Do you, is that something that you stand by or are you more exfoliation should be a few times a week? I hear there's there's kind of different um, stances on that. Totally. And it's it should be different. It's different for everyone. Depends mm -hmm. on your skin type. Depends on how oily you are. Depends on where you live. So if yeah. you are breaking out and you're trying to control it, you want to do as much exfoliation as you can consistently. You don't want to go rough 
one day and then do nothing for three days because <laughs> you're still recovering from what you did. Yeah. So you yeah. want to do a little bit. It's just like exercise. So finding the right intensity and the right frequency is everything. Mm. So people that only exfoliate like once in a while and they do like a really aggressive scrub um, and they only do that once in a while, that's like running 10 miles one yeah, it's day. Yeah, like a and shock then, to the system. Yeah, and then not, not exercising at all for three weeks. Like it's not yeah. balanced. So I like controlled gentle exfoliation at least every other night. But some people benefit from doing it a little more often every night or three nights on, one night off, that sort of thing until mm. they get clear. Because if you're breaking out and you have clogged pores, it's destroying your collagen. You need to exfoliate as much as possible with like a mandelic acid, for example, yeah. to clear the clog. And then you start pairing back and finding a mm. new level. So it really, it just depends. There's no one size fits all for exfoliation. Totally. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of this amazing information. And I feel like you have so many resources as well on your website, the one that shows the um, pore clogging ingredients and all of your different products. So where can people find all of that and have access to more of your knowledge and just your resources in general? Well, we are at Clear Stem Skincare on all social channels. And my IG is Danielle the Acne Guru. And um, we have a ton of information on our website. We have so much content for you know everything that you want to learn about whether it's the vitamin aspect the diet aspect proper exfoliation all of that and then we have a a really big customer service team 60 percent of our staff is customer service wow literally amazing um, and they're there to answer all the questions about routine building and troubleshooting mm. and um, all the other knowledge and we're actually coming out with a telehealth wing too so that people who have underlying conditions that um, Western medicine hasn't been able to help them with. Yeah. We're creating a telehealth wing that's going to roll out next month for people to get those special acne-focused labs ran. Oh, that's amazing. I feel like skincare is such a... It's tricky because it's not just the physical. Like People can really go through mental... I mean, I've had cystic acne before and it's like, you don't even want to leave the house. You don't want to go somewhere. It's, it's really can like take a grip on your life and hold you back from so many things that you want to do. So I think just like having a support system like that, I don't know if you experience like mental health issues when your skin was bad, but it is oh, like for sure. so much deeper than just what people see. Like it can really impact people. It's devastating, especially if it goes on for long enough, because every time you're trying to you know, put yourself together and tend to yourself. All yeah. you see is something, um, something negative, and it just like changes the brain loops in in your brain, and it can absolutely lead to depression and affect relationships. And that's that's mainly why we do what we do. We want to relieve suffering. Yes, I love that. And I think the hardest part with acne is you get into a cycle sometimes where you get so frustrated with your acne, and then you stress more. And it's like always in those events when you want your skin to be good that it just starts breaking out. So it's it's kind of a cycle, you know. And so just having a resource to go to like you and Kaylee and just having a place where you feel like, OK, we're we're bridging the gap between anti-aging and non-toxic and just also acne prone skin like that's an incredible resource for people. So thank you for the work that you do. And um where can people find you on Instagram as well? Oh, it's clear stem skincare across every channel. And then mine's Danielle, the acne guru. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Danielle, and looking forward to just seeing what you guys create and continue to create. Thank you so much. You're so beautiful and wonderful. Thank you for oh, doing you this too. and for having me. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm.